So the studio is almost done, Nate. Yeah, man. It's like getting super close. So, dude, I want to see a picture of it, dude. I know it's uh, it's just sort of like messy right now. So I haven't yeah. taken any great pictures because I the last thing will be to clean everything up and make it and organize it. I'm it's not sure. it's not gram worthy yet. No, no. I mean, it, it'll it looks on it still looks under construction because we have like all the tools and stuff out and you know whatever. Dude, you could so. just do it. Most people do and take a picture and then just edit it to look like the thing you wish it was, and then just load that up. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I would be much. It would be faster for me to just clean it, dude. <laughs> no, you take a picture and then you just bring the hips in a little bit, you know, and then it's good to go. Well, this is a. A room, not not a babe, picture, and not a Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really work like that, you know. This is Aaron, Jeremiah, and Nate. We play in a band together. We spent years in a van discussing music and everything else. This is a podcast mostly about everything else. Thanks for listening. Well, uh, I have, like I said, been up to not a lot this week, man. I'm essentially on vacation. What have you guys been up to? I got to think for a second. That was a... Um, man, what so have you I have done? to I think mean, about I, what you've been doing the last week? Yeah, I mean, dude, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, man. Like, I'm finding this weird rhythm in this whole quarantine thing. Like, I, I've never... It's been a long time since I've gone this long without traveling, and that's not even that long. Like, we have almost been home for three months. Like, we were... You know, face down fest the beginning of March, right? So mm-hmm. we're closing in on three months at home, and I just realized, like, oh, that's I haven't been th- home. I don't travel that much. Like, I'm not gone a lot, but I'm I do leave often for short stints. Yeah, right. And so, like, this was the first week where I started. I started to really go, like, oh man, I need to go. Like, I really just wanted to go to ride my even ride my bike to a coffee shop to work for no reason other than just like to. Travel. I saw. I walked by my travel bag, and I was like, "Oh, how I long to pack you and go somewhere." Um, yeah, so I, for sure. I'm like, yeah, I'm just like the rhythm is feeling weird. So I, I when you say you don't remember, because it's dude, it more than ever it feels like it's running together. Yeah, um, for sure. Like never, it never has to me in my life to this degree. Um, so I, I leave in a couple weeks for a couple shoots. So. Cool guy alert. Hey, man. <laughs> Dude, you're leaving to go somewhere, man. I'm going to, yeah, yeah, that's cool these days. I'm going to go somewhere and then come home Dang. and hopefully not have a life-threatening disease. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude, uh, honestly, I've had such a weird week because, man, I don't even know if I want to talk about this because it's so weird and <laughs> dumb. But please do. <laughs> uh, I had this thought for a few different reasons, but I had this thought this week of maybe we maybe we can buy a house. Whoa! <laughs> Yo, dude. And, uh, wait, wait, wait. So, no, no, dude, this I'm is not, like this like, is like tasting the blood in the water. He buys the studio, and all of a sudden, this big time Nate's like, "I'm just gonna buy a house." No, you too. you're you're onto something because I'm very much like a like a a momentum person, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's going. Like, You're going now, dude. That's why I like getting crazy busy and just like rolling with it because it just feels like things fall into place. Um and so like, dude, the studio thing's coming together. All this other stuff has been like so many things have just been clicking into place lately. And I was just like, well, we should just start looking for a house or figure <laughs> like I don't even know how to do that. I it's never <laughs> crossed my mind ever in my entire life like to buy a house. And so I was just like, that ah, we probably could do it. That'd probably be no problem, you know, uh, <laughs> because everything else has just been <laughs> coming up Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> 
You should, dude. That's awesome. Uh it, it's That'd literally just a thought. Like, I mean, the thought crept in, into my mind. Like I said, because because all these other things have been going. Because well. I'd already spent so much money, I thought I should. It's spend just some like more money. it's just like you're at the at the craps table, <laughs> and it's like you can't lose, right? So I don't know any. I literally know nothing about it. So I I just start with like, what do you do? What? And then I find out that potentially uh, there's like a program that we could like apply for where. It's very realistic that we could buy a house. There's a lot of first time home buyers. Yeah, and I there. didn't I had no clue. I didn't know anything about that. And I just thought, well, you know, like literally this time last year, if you would have asked me, I would have said, Well, I don't have, you know, twenty percent of the average home down payment is like forty thousand right. dollars and I don't have that. So it's just an right. automatic no. That's right. what I would have told you. Um, so now I realize, oh, the basically nobody does that anymore, you know. Like yeah. it's especially people in our situation so i don't dude it's so weird i don't like i said i just feel invincible right now <laughs> bring it on <laughs> so, <laughs> the rest of the world is having this like crisis of like confidence that things will never be the same and nate's like i'm gonna buy a house and nothing can stop that me. The, the but you know what's so funny is as you say that i'm like that's so fits my personality <laughs> yeah like yeah. of like I just yeah I don't know I have no idea this might this be a terrible like, time to this buy is a like house. when you'd been in our band for like a week and then we we meet Brian from Corn and you're like I'm gonna join Corn now <laughs> like, well that obviously didn't happen right <laughs> yet okay yet. yeah that's uh, this brings up a, a discussion that I wanted to have have which is how how big of news do we save for live on this thing because like. I say we just, you know, announce like being pregnant and everything. <laughs> we announce Here. all of our big yeah. life events. Yeah, everything. Because like I'm like, should I share this with them outside of that and then talk about it on the podcast? Or are you guys pregnant again? It? Is that what you're saying? We're not. Okay. And I, both of us are on the page of let's not let that happen again. But who knows? Like, could, <laughs> you make it could that happen. sound like you got hit by a car. <laughs> let's not let that happen again. <laughs> Also, that's its own announcement in a way. <laughs> there, there's my announcement. Yeah. Okay. Let's not let's not let or, that happen oh, again. I think we should also save arguments for here too. Oh, yeah. Uh, so whenever can, I'm feeling cook feeling up. hot under the collar with one of you guys, I'm gonna be like, and we and we just have a little airing of grief segment. Oh, cool. <laughs> I like that. I've, I've awesome. listened to other podcasts where that hasn't gone too well. Oh, okay. I never heard it live. But like they know. they save their grief for the for the the drama and in it ends up like affecting the friendship. So I vote against that. Okay, but did it make a okay? Good but let's try it really quick, though. Aaron. I've been wanting to yeah. fr- confront something with, with you. <laughs> oh, I'm. Uh, you know my mind. I'm convinced you always have a list. So let's do it. Uh speaking of lists, top five. Play that top oh, five that music for me, Nate. Thank you. There I appreciate isn't it. Isn't top five music? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah's Jeremiah's wanting theme music for everything. Uh, this one comes from Sarah Sunflower in our Discord server. The lovely you, Sarah Sunflower. The the lovely Sarah. She has not shared her last name, so I won't either. It's, sing um, a sunflower. Sing a sunflower. What is that? I think it's sunflower. I'm saying. I think that is her last oh, name. Oh, you think? Oh, okay. I. Okay, I don't think that's the case because I hope it is. I'm, I want. It I'm to be. pretty sure that would be awesome. And honestly, so far her 
personality on here has been like a sunflower, so it makes sense. Also, Sarah, if you're going to start a band, you should legally change your last name to Sunflower because that's way cooler. Ooh, that's a sick name. But I, I'm, I'm 99% sure that she is also in the Facebook group, and I just don't I, – I can't recall the connection point there. So I apologize, Sarah, but it's a joy having you in the Discord server. Thank you for being a patron. And if anybody out there listening would like to also be a patron and get in on the action, you can do that at patreon.com slash myepic. No, not that. What is it? Patreon.com <laughs> slash the epicenter. That's what it is. Um, so Sarah Sunflower, her top five this, this week. I'm pumped on it. Top five music. I or I changed it because this is technically what she did. Top five bands I listened to in my high school years. Hers were oh, yeah. Mute Math, Toby Mac, Switchfoot, The Afters, and Allie and AJ. I don't and she know. Went, she was is. in high school. I don't know either. I don't I actually don't know Disney the afters thing? either. Leon? I know the afters were like a CCM kind of small town poets like, okay. like 10 years later. Uh and she was, you know, I think this is gonna be helpful. Uh, she was in school from 2007 to 2011. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. So I, 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 I'm stoked on this. Thank you, Go Sarah, for, it. for asking. Get us, get us started, yeah. Yeah, so so I thought, you know, I although I was only in high school for the standard four years, like all of us, your your high school experience like spans five years, right? Ooh, it's tough, so, yeah. So, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to do what was my favorite record from that year for the five years I was in high school. So uh, I okay. thought it was going to... Honorable mentions real quick to Weezer, Smashing Pumpkins, and, F- and Five Iron Frenzy, who all just just were like right at the end of my eighth grade year, so they didn't we quite We cheat make this on this list. every time, by the way. I'm Always not cheating. cheating. I'm going like straight. seven hard. honorable mentions. Uh, okay, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, honorable mentions. <laughs> Is but, honorable like, mentions they, cheating, though? It's not cheating. It's uh, They don't make the list. They the just don't. You just, just literally made, you just made the list top eight. Stuff, you just right. made the list top eight. <laughs> okay, so, okay, here we go. Here's my five. Ni- 1997. I started my freshman year. Easy. Color in the Shape by the Foo Fighters. I actually did album. I could do the band too, but I just, this was the way I did it. Okay. 1998, Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo by MXPX. It was kind of my last real into pop punk. I was kind of already on the way out, but I still, that record was huge. 1999, Through Being Cool Saves the Day. Uh, 2000, White Pony by the Deftones. 2001, the moon is down. My brother seems forever. Those are my five. All right on. Those are some Those are all great s- records. I feel winners, like, I'm not, and this might sound negative, but I don't want it to be. I feel like I could have called all those. I feel like I could have <laughs> yeah. called them. Dude, on the, we were on the way back today uh, from Missy had a, a little appointment thing. And on the way back, I said, oh, this is the top five. And she guessed all five of them. Yeah. In five guesses? Okay. She also, well, first she said Weezer, and I said that was before, that was more like middle school. But yes, I do love Weezer. And then she said, uh, who else did I say was, uh, oh, she said Smashing Pumpkins. I said that was, she's like, yeah. And then she rattled off these five, but not in order. But yes. I feel like that was, pr- it pretty much blew my mind. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're very, I mean, it's true. You can, Nate, because these are really impactful records. All those records. Yeah. Except for maybe. I don't know that slowly going the way of the buffalo still affects me. Other than that was the first record they got dark on. But I and knew it was, being, I knew MXPX was going to be on your list though. 
Yes, in in high school, yeah. I definitely they're a band I grew out of, and I'm only nostalgic. I nostalgically love them, but like yeah, Color in right. the Shape, White Pony, and The Moon Is Down, and then Saves the Day. That record to me is nostalgic, but their later stuff I still like actually love. Um, but yeah, a lot of those records are still really foundational for me. What do you got, Maya? All right, I was in school from '99 to 2003. Pretty sure that that's it. Yeah. Um. I did bands. I didn't do albums. Some of these are pretty easy and obvious. Some of these I'm wondering if like you guys even know because I don't talk about them at all, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I really listened to them a ton in high school. I just don't care at all anymore. Can I guess um, Can I guess some, or do you just want to rattle it off? I'll, you know, you're welcome to guess. After two misses, I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to guess saves the day. Day, saves the, the day. Ooh, I didn't even think of them. Uh, yeah, That's saves like the your day. favorite band. He just goofed you, dude. He goofed on you. Oh, he sold it. He sold it. He sold it. Yeah, they're the first one. I paused okay. after them. All right. I got one more for I got one more for sure. Okay. Reliant K. Oh, I did forget about them. Oh. Oh, you you goofed then, dude. I did. Um Okay, I'm gonna replace real quick because they do deserve to beat beat this band out. Um which is a sh- which is a, which is a shame because they brought a cool vibe, but it's it's being honest. Um, <laughs> I was not diverse. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Reggie in the full effect. Oh yeah, dude. Green Day. Oh yeah. Reliant K. So since we're cheating, I replaced uh, the Juliana theory there. Um, okay. Like you just did now? I just did now, yeah. He, when he, he realized that we me. knew him better than he knew himself, and he yeah. corrected Ooh, it. Yeah, okay. Um, to be clear, you're talking about like Dookie-era Green Day, right? Like, Right, yeah. Old school You're talking Green Day, about not... Dookie, right? <laughs> I'm talking about Dookie. dookie? <laughs> talking about that Dookie. Wait, talking you are dookie? talking about Dookie, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we talking about Dookie? You, you are talking, talking about, about dookie? dookie, right? <laughs> Dude, let's get into it. Talking Dookie with Jeremiah. <laughs> This has and been then, uh, Dookie Talk. This has been Dookie Talk. Uh, sixpence and the Richer. Oh yeah, cool. dude. We could have. We probably should have guessed that one, huh? Yeah, I, think, I should have guessed that. I thought guessed they were guessed more college, sure. but no, uh, no, no. All, all through, all through high school. Dang. Nate, what you got? Okay. This Weezer. This is Weezer. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So this list is hard because. I'm trying to make the list about bands that are unique to being a high schooler. Yeah. Um, because a lot of music that I got into in high school is still my favorite music, mm-hmm. like Jimmy World and, right. you know, the Mars Volta and Radiohead. And it's all stuff that I would still say, like, that's some of my favorite music and I still listen to it all the time. So... Um, it's I don't. It doesn't really feel like fair to put that on the list because it doesn't really like identify it as anything, right? You know, that feels like more like lifetime music. So I was trying to think like, okay, what did I? What was I really into in high school that I still think is good, but I don't listen to anymore as much? Maybe is is more, you know, that's more fair. So Weezer, I'm will be on the list because that was uh, life changing high for school. You. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. That was like really like the oh I should this is what I should do. 
And that was birth. Yeah, it was birth of a person. Like not a personality. You already had a personality, mm-hmm. but like birth of direction and kind of identity in some ways, right? Dude, there, I did a whole podcast about it with our our friend uh, Jerry. Oh yeah, on what's, the, this, um, what's this podcast called? I want to plug it, but I my favorite I song or something is that one. As the story grows, it's is called it that That's one? My Jam. That's my jam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think Aaron and I both did a That's My Jam. Yep. Right. But we did. I talked Check it about out. Weezer. Um. So Weezer, that's a good one, huh? And yeah, I kind of stopped listening to Weezer after high school, like really seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, cursive. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I I listened to Cursive a lot in high school, and I I don't think I've really listened to them since. Um, but yeah, they I listen to them a ton. I would say putting Cursive on this list is basically saying I'm putting every Saddle Creek band on there because, <laughs> like. N- not yeah. joking like bright eyes i listen to a crazy amount of bright eyes a crazy amount of the faint uh all the like the ex- the bands that extend off of those three bands i listened mm-hmm. to all that stuff so i was super into anything that saddle creek was doing in like the very early 2000s um ben folds slash ben oh, folds five yeah man. i was because band. i i started school in High school in two thousand one, so that was right on the line, right where mm-hmm. he was sort of transitioning into doing solo records. Um, yeah, man, so good. Uh, what else is on the list? Uh, Copeland, a band I listen to a ton. Um, and yeah, don't really listen to them. I probably haven't listened to them in five years. Uh, what else is on there? How many is that? <laughs> I think that was think, four. That was four? One more. I should do one more. I'm going to do the Death Cab. Did oh, I do yeah. that? No. No, you no but I... Them, yeah. You don't listen to them much anymore? Not really. No. Um, I They they put out a record called Kintsuki like a few years ago, and I really liked that I thought that it was record. cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, record. I think it's great. Um, that one is produced by Rich Costi. He's like one of the best, greatest producers ever. Dude, you, you have like no punk rock on there, man. What's the deal? I'm not. I'm not into that. What? Well, I was into. Dude, he missed it. He missed it. He's a little too. Young. I guess so. He's a little young boy. No, I listened to MXPX when I was in uh, third uh, grade. I guess. No, no. When I was in when I was in like middle school, and like Reliant K would have been like one of my favorite bands in middle school. But a pro- the thing with middle school is it was all Christian music. So, um, in high school, I kind of got out of listening to christian music with the exception of like you know tooth and nail stuff and whatever but i wouldn't put any of those bands on this on this list because i don't think they really have you know continued to be bands that have like made an impact on me or whatever Mm -hmm. well i only listen to two of my artists anymore so you know two artists but it's like yeah but it's like what are the two artists of my five that I still listen to? Saves oh, oh, I thought you were saying just pence. in general. You no, only no, listen no, to no. Two I'm saying <laughs> I, I, yeah, I only still now. listen to two of these. So, um, yeah. But I, I do enjoy thinking back to, like, rocking out to Green Day in Alex's little Saturn, whatever those little <laughs> those little Saturns were. <laughs> <laughs> they were um, just called Saturns, dude. I don't think they called them anything else. That, they didn't even have a... They didn't For a while, a, they just had the one model, and it was just... 
I think it was just Saturn. that the little pointy front Saturn, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. like the big selling point was like you could ding it and then unding yes, it. Yes, because they were plastic. <laughs> Which in retrospect, like, doesn't seem like that great of a selling point, but like, yeah, yeah. These cars ding yeah. are dingable. That's just a little these dingy cars car. are dingable. A little dingus car. Right on. Well, uh, we sat down with Thomas for a sick conversation. I think. Oh, oh yeah, Thomas, Thomas Freck dude. of Silent Planet, dude. That's my. What guy. do we call this? Thomas Freck. Thomas music almost store? dies. <clears throat> Thomas <laughs> almost dies. Thomas, Thomas lives corona. to tell the tale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thomas is near miss. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Let's take a listen to it. I mean, you know, when you meet those people, you're you're just like, oh my gosh, you're like that guy. <laughs> but dude, that was the Thomas, funny... you are that guy. To so many people. I uh, see so you make that face, man. There's people who are like, wow, I just I'm meeting Thomas. This is crazy. I actually I know we're doing this specifically because we'll jump into the music shop, but right. I actually had uh, a customer, she's a young girl and she's wanting to do drum lessons and this and that and at the time when we first opened I was the I was the drum teacher because we mm-hmm. only had you know like three employees so um because you used to be the drum the drummer in your own band right <laughs> yeah until we met an actual drummer <laughs> Alex Cameron listen if, he, he's, if Alex he's holding the, his own he's holding if his Alex own. is the bar then there's very few actual drummers <laughs> in the world dude there's like seven it's unfair Anyway, so um, she was talking with me very, you know, and I'm just being uh, as if it, it, I don't know that she knows my band or anything, you know, what she's just a customer at this point. I've never met this girl. And um, uh, uh, Meridian is her name, by the way. And she's she's kind of a very chill, almost surfer kind of girl. And her, she's with her mom. So I'm trying to be very extra like professional you know and um and then at the very end of our conversation like we signed her up for lessons uh she got some sticks i was like would you like a sticker blah 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 and then she goes do you think um you could teach me i don't know like silent planet drum riffs it's like <laughs> oh dude you knew this whole time but i didn't know at all that you know i play in that band or whatever so yeah, it, that's happened a couple times. I'm, I've had people I'm passing glad through it, Bakersfield that. I'm glad it didn't, but I was thinking that story was going to end with her thinking you were Garrett. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I've had that. Hey. I've definitely had that. Well, dude, when I, you know we're bassists, man, and that that's what happens with us. You know, people chat with yeah, us. Yeah, but about he's our a singer too. Really no, he. He sings the choruses, man. My, my you know, favorite, if my you think favorite. about it, Garrett's just the guy he lets do the verses. That's true. Like that's dang. Garrett's <laughs> just the guy who does the like do my light work. I'll come in on the big power chorus. You know. <laughs> dang. Well, Aaron, I you probably never get this because okay, so because you're the singer, you know, like you are the guy up front. You don't really move from it. You're 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 that guy. I could see if some person's like, who was the singer? You're the guitar player, right? But they weren't obviously weren't watching. Uh, mm-hmm. In my case, my favorite is when I get backup singer. And oh. It's just rough. <laughs> because, 
I'm like, I'm the only singer and the other guy was yelling at you the whole time. How did Either you that they have a, mix up? They have a very liberal interpretation of what singing is if you're not the only singer. I mean, Which, by the way, or we have like a very narrow idea of what it is. That's you know what I mean? true. Think about that. People blow my mind all the time. Uh, it's it's really weird when they ask me how, you know, my wife and my dogs are doing. But they they don't say it like that, like a normal stranger would. They, they, <laughs> they say Bailey, Maple, Minnie. And I'm like, I don't really post in general. And when I do, I don't name my dog. So you must follow my wife. And that's kind of weird that we are just meeting and you know so much about me, or at least you think you do, you know? Um, That's an interesting dynamic because like they're wanting you to know that they care. Right. Right. And so it's like, that's what's hard, but it's like, but also that's really odd Mm -hmm. and you're not going to talk intimately about your wife and your dogs with a stranger. You're going to give them the stranger answer. You know what I mean? You're going to be like, they're fine. You know, you're like, well, me and my wife it. kind of gotten into it the last couple of days. It's been hard being away, you know, like, right. right. Or, you, or your, ch- your language changes. Like you'd say like, if I was talking to strangers, like, yeah, like my wife, Missy was telling me the other day, but if I was talking right. to you guys, I would never say my wife, Missy. I would say right. like Missy said the other day, right. so when someone slides in that way, but we've all been there. I mean, we've literally talked about this. You, you see someone like for Jeremiah, I'd be like Chris Connolly probably of like from saves today. Like if you saw him in your head, you're just like, I know if we hung out long enough, we would be friends. <laughs> right. Like you would, we would, we would, but we know enough to know that's not going to happen. And we just play it cool. And if something develops, mm-hmm. it develops. But sometimes people come up and they like, try to, they don't, they try to slide into your friendship. Like they just kind of right. talk to you as, as if no, they talk at, at you. <laughs> talking, talking to you means a conversation to be talked back to not right, right. to and that that's the frustrating part is when someone so and it's so genuine they're so excited to talk with you mm-hmm. and they have a moment and you're talking but every yeah, time sure. you try to talk they cut you off because all they want to do is just talk at you <laughs> talk, 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 talk. and you're like oh this isn't a conversation this is another one of those you're stoked you have me in your uh area so you're I mean, musicians, we call them punishers. We we all know that. I don't know if we're uh, touring musicians are supposed to release the definition of a punisher, but <laughs> I have found even if you tell a punisher what a punisher is, they get confused. <laughs> because punishers don't understand that they're punish. Yeah, that's everybody. part of the, I mean, that's part of the identifying factor of what's uh, making someone fit that description. Right. right, but who here? Like who here of, has not punished one of their one of their guys? Oh, I I or, definitely or have. wanted to. I've punished. I've right totally before. punished. Right, totally yeah. punished. I not in a long Dude, time now. But I asked I Matt have. Hoops to borrow his cell phone. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't this kind of like when you're little and you cry because you think maybe you're still going to hell even though you've prayed like ten times, and your parents tell you if you're worried about it, then you're then you're definitely not because somebody who's really sinful wouldn't be worried about it it's that like sounds it, oddly it's that, specific like... man <laughs> whoa all yeah. right <laughs> i'm not jumping in that basket with you dude you don't have as much baptist baggage <laughs> no i'm not a baptist <laughs> um yeah i'm and to all 
people that like my band. I'm not specifically talking about you. I'm just. It's what an, Thomas wants to say to you is, don't talk to him. Pretty much. At if all. My head is down, and I'm walking straight. I'm going to do something. All right. <laughs> yeah. Like go to the bathroom to brush my teeth because we know how hard that is. Well, I think I mean I don't know how much context needs to be given, but when we've been on tour with you guys, you have the you drive right. You still do that? Um, actually, the last tour we did our headliner, uh, we hired a driver. Whoa, uh, moving up yeah. in the world, right? 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 Yeah. Dude. How much money are you making now? Yeah. Tell us in at oh, in, just in a, bought, literally you give bought us a the person? number. <laughs> you bought a person. Dang, that man! Expensive. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's big money. So, so on warp tour, you like kind of have to hire a driver. That's like the stipulation of getting up at seven a.m. every day and going to bed at two or whatever. Like, you just can't drive crazy long distances. So that's when it started. It's my buddy Landon, um, and it. it it really worked out well. Uh, unfortunately, that tour was in the midst of COVID, mm. and we started in Seattle, and then not even two weeks later, Seattle was on shutdown. So we had five shows postponed, which now look like they're kind of getting canceled and po- possibly moved to another tour. To but, another year? Potentially I mean, another decade? I don't let us do it this year, to be honest. Could be a yeah. 2030 kind of deal, you know what I mean? It feels like <laughs> it, bro. Like it's just it's just weird. Like I, I didn't so really you guys got cut off mid-tour? Dude, luckily we only we was it was the back end of this tour. So we just had five shows get postponed or slash canceled, I guess. Um and it really sucks because the last show was gonna be our kind of hometown show, Pomona do it well, whatever. It was, it was going to be kind of a like uh, a bigger deal for us. It, it would have been our biggest headlining show. Uh, Pomona was almost sold out. Like it was, mm, that's awesome. It was awesome. It, it, it was so sick. And then just, mm-hmm. you know, it getting canceled. Uh, we probably shouldn't have done the last two shows, um, but we did. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I have, I have more to say about that. Like, uh, if we if we get back into it, yeah. Um, you didn't but, call me either. You could have called me. I would have broke quarantine. <laughs> was it one of the last ones, Atlanta? I think it was. And dude, I want to hear what you have to call say. Call dude. Yeah, don't don't hold yourself back. Let it rip, dude. Well, okay. So, um, can- tours canceled. We're in Springfield, Missouri. Have you guys ever played Outland? Yo, yes. you played with yeah. us. With you. Yeah. With you yeah. guys several times. Several? We yeah. played there with at you least, twice. At least. Seven or eight I mean, times. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> there a few is normal. We, we actually have different nomenclature for this show, so you know, it'll be <laughs> yeah, fine. Several means two on our I'm show. An idiot. Is that what they're really called? No. It's good, <laughs> man. you you're flying you're flying above radar, man. You're good. <laughs> I'm flying way low, baby. <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah. So uh, we get home. Uh, most logical thing to do is try to get tested. It's very obvious at this point that we were in venues with sweaty people. You know, uh, Aaron knows when you sing, you spit, you know. 
And yeah. when people sing back, they spit on you, you know, and stay from stage diving to people just kind of just, uh, you know, we, we stopped like shaking hands and stopped hugging like kind of a week out and before it got canceled. And it's really, it just felt like not genuine because I, I love a good hug and my favorite thing is a handshake. Like it's probably what I miss the most, a good firm handshake. Mm. Uh, Mm. But, but so I get home and I explain to the people, you know, I've been on tour for a month and I've been to, you know, like uh, 15 plus states. I've played X amount of shows. I in 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 the morning of the Nashville show, I woke up sick and I was like, "Oh, you gotta be kidding me!" Because I lasted the whole tour without being sick. The whole tour mm-hmm. package was sick, mm-hmm. but me and Alex, we were the only two that like made it. Two days before shows get canceled, I get sick, um, and it wasn't bad. Like I wasn't like uh, um, stuffy, or I just had like kind of a cough my chest whatever my throat really hurt and I had a headache so I got antibiotics and a Z or and steroids in uh, Springfield Missouri started that played the show I actually played one of the best outland ballroom shows and it was crazy too because that whole day I couldn't talk and it just hurt but I sang oh, dude I felt like sometimes that just happens it's so weird dude I it, it was the steroids or something like something was i dude call it the holy spirit like i really don't know how i sang that well that night even landon that was doing lights he's like dude that was one of the best all tour that was so sick and i was like it doesn't make any sense anyways (laughs) so we have a two-day drive home from springfield it was probably like a day and a half because we we really booked it and um I got home, told them all the symptoms, blah, blah, blah. They said, you are low risk. If anything, you are the lowest risk. And I'm like, are you really? deaf? Like, did you not just hear everything I just told you? I was sick, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting over it, but I still have these. And I just need to get tested for the sake of my family, which is my wife. Um, you know, I don't want, if I have it, I don't want to get her sick, blah, blah, blah. Low symptoms come back if it, you know. Uh, progresses to higher symptoms so I come back a week later hey I still have a headache this is day 10 now I can't move my eyes without excruciating pain my cough won't go away I'm not stuffy but um, I'm starting to have difficulty in my chest blah 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 they said yep that's enough for us we'll test you Uh, 24 hours later actually the same day uh, cause they did a chest graph the same day. They called me later that night and said, you have pneumonia. I was like, cool. Whoa. That's awesome. Dang. Just a little patch of pneumonia, uh, in my lower left, uh, lung and nothing to be worried about because a Z pack will just knock that out. And, and I was already on antibiotics cause from Springfield, but it wasn't a Z pack. So it wasn't like as strong as a Z pack. I don't know. Um, so I go back, uh, or so the pneumonia that night after I get tested, the next day at like 10 a.m., they called, you're positive for COVID. Oh, what? Okay. So I'm freaking out. Uh, like, 
you know, it, I have pneumonia and COVID, like, okay, uh, I, I already don't feel well, I, you know, low energy, this and that, and I'm just, I'm just really bummed out, like, I could feel my, like, soul start to dig into a deep depression, because of just the knowledge of now that I know I'm one of the ones kind of thing. And um, my wife got tested the day I found out 24 hours later that she got tested negative. Mm. So, and I was already home for two weeks. So, or a week and a half, I guess. So that means most likely the whole tour package had it on tour and got over it on tour. Mm. Because really, if I would have gotten it a, like in Springfield, say, if I would have gotten it then or whatever, I would still be infectious a week and a half or a week later or even three days later when I got home or two mm-hmm. days, whatever. But I wasn't. She never got it. Like, and we sleep in the same bed. You know, we use the same utensils. Like, you guys, are you guys into kissing? Yeah, do you guys kiss? Do you guys did you, so, have you tried that? So that that was that was one of the things where I kind of knew that I wasn't contagious because like three days after I got home, because we didn't you kiss, finally, you kissed. Like we did, yeah. We finally you tried like, it. Oh, you gave like, it a I shot. Air. I don't even good, care. Good, good for you guys. It's worth it. And I'm glad you finally got into that. So <laughs> you've been sleeping on the kiss game, dude. Uh, and usually after I get home from tour, she's like 48 hours, no kissing or touching. Cause I always get her sick. Cause I always bring home venue sickness or whatever that I'm obviously immune to at this point. Um, but yeah, I, that's how I knew I wasn't contagious. Cause two or three days after I got home, she kissed me and I would, she was kind of like in the same boat. Like if you have it now, I have it and we can get over it together. But in reality, I wasn't contagious, and I, I couldn't give it to her. Which, in turn, I feel better, because now I know I can't give it nor get it. So that's kind of dope. Um, mm. it, it's a little stressful, too, because, you know, I, I still, like, wear my mask and, like, this and that. And it's, it feels almost now uh, for other people and not myself. Uh, so they don't freak out. Um, I forgot my mask today and I tried to go to a little hardware store in our shopping mall and I got past the guys that in the front and uh, Hey, where's the air compressor whatever. I need a, this and that. Oh, it's right over there. I get over there and a lady just pops out. She's like, you're not wearing a mask, get a mask on or get out. And I was like, what? The the guys that told me to come back here didn't say that. I think you're just like really upset because <laughs> you have to wear it all eight hours of the day, but I'm not trying to be insensitive. I wish I could tell her you can't get it from me, but right. you, you let you literally cannot even start that conversation. Cause mm-hmm. you know, that the, the, most of those workers know I own a building, five buildings down and I'm just not trying to, uh, drop knowledge that i don't even know about you know maybe i can get it again i've heard i've read things you can't get it so high on science right now thomas so it might be just a waste of your time anyway yeah 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 man ditch (laughs) ditch science 
<laughs> no use. That's crazy. So I, I think we have to. I mean, it's immediately obvious that we need to name this episode. Thomas got COVID. Please don't. Thomas from South Bend got COVID. <laughs> I just want to point hey, out Thomas to all barely of you. Survives. It's the mo- we have to. It's clickbait. It's the best clickbait. Yeah, Thomas barely survives. <laughs> and the thing is, I they were like, you'll be better in two weeks. I think I was already on the very tail end of it because I had this. It, these this is the weirdest humble brag I've ever heard. Yeah, dang, like, dude. Like, oh, yeah, I had it, but I barely knew it, and I was totally fine like I, like four days later. It's three, but that's good. And by the way, my yeah. wife and I kiss. It's like, <laughs> just bring it down a notch, Thomas. Uh, by the way, I've kissed before. <laughs> I've uh, man, by the way, I can't imagine my wife saying, "Hey, there's a 48-hour no-touch time after I get home from tour." That's insane. You don't tour enough, then there you go. Well, Boom! Boom! Roasted. Oh, for sure. But uh, that would make it even harder, right? I'm not gonna go into it, but it's mainly just kissing. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. All right. It's okay. I thought it was I'm a no-touch rule. I got I got questions, but they all just feel like they're gonna lead down the wrong road. <laughs> they yes. Yes, they, they will. <laughs> they will not go. Yeah, but I also know that I can edit it out, so I'm like wanting to go. <laughs> well, we also want to know about that building five five uh, stores down from the hardware store that you own. Yeah, so uh, last January, uh, uh, my buddy and I opened a music shop. That's insane. Well, you know what we do before we get into this, right? What do you mean? What? Before we get into before we get into it, man, we got to do our haikus for you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because we know you're a you know longtime listener, first time caller, (laughs) and we also know you love haikus. Let's hear them. So we each wrote you a haiku about about owning a music store. Oh, I think I haven't gone first yet. This is real. Yeah, this is real. We do this every week. Okay, I'll go first because I don't think I've gone first yet. This is so you're gonna you're gonna have to you know rate us on Send how how yeah. well we're we, gonna read them and then you give us a judgment on our haiku and how well we understand owning a music store. Okay, dude, I'm actually really stoked for this. This is All gonna right. be great. Uh, go ahead, a a Ron, you're first. Okay, um, okay, you gotta got the haiku music started. Okay, <laughs> smoke. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, real quick, you guys, real quick. So sorry. Have you guys read this? Read these to each other? No, 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 no. We're all. This is fresh. This is this is as fresh as it goes. What if they're okay, all go. same? You know, then then what? They, they won't be. <laughs> you already said smoke, so I'm 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 feeling it's on the water somehow. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Smoke on the heaven, sweet child, teen spirit, all at once. All in different keys. <laughs> I don't think I understand how haikus work. <laughs> That's good. Um, that was like a three, five, four, seven, four, five. four, five. What am I supposed no, to? No, it wasn't. I counted. It's five, it's seven, five. So when you read Thomas, it again, five syllables, first line, second line, seven syllables, last line, five syllables. Again. But d- okay, I sorry, I didn't know that about a haiku, but. You can it you was, just it was broken up. Want? It was broken up more in four sections. You're you're saying 
that is the embodiment of a music shop that I could. Yes. Yeah. Maybe yeah. in the seventies. Oh, I'm just, I'm just trying to make <laughs> you feel, I'm trying to make you feel like you're in a music shop. Yeah. So you nailed it. Cause I hear all of those all the time. I was yeah. going to ask you if you still hear those too. One of those is 90, 91 Nate. So, you know, yeah, be a little more right. careful with your quick quips. Yeah. You know, well they're quick because I don't think about them, you know, <laughs> I think I hear uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" the most. Okay, and that seems what's that crazy. Track. What's crazy is I find myself wanting to play it randomly, and I'm like, "What's going on?" Because it rips. Not thirteen dude. anymore. <laughs> it does rip. It still rips. Yeah. It's dude, how do you? It for sure rips. No doubt. <laughs> All right. So dude. wait, what's my score? You got to give me a score. Oh, you got a seven for sure. That was good. Cool. Oh, out of seven? Sweet. Oh, no, out of 10. <laughs> out of 20. <laughs> I like how he, he said it very nonchalantly as if it was the best score I could get, but it's really no. just like a very yeah. reasonable score. No. I'm hoping okay. someone else breaks it. Re let's, reasonable let's score for reasonable haiku. You're the first one who hasn't given us like all nines. So I feel I feel like I'll be lucky if I get a seven, so I'm going to go next. I don't think I should close this out. Truth. I think Aaron has the best one. And I haven't heard of okay. the so we're, just, we're just going downhill from here. I felt like, really strong about that. So I'm like seven. Yeah, okay, he's going good. hard. All right. I'll go next. Closing out with Nate. Please do. Go ahead. All right. Roll that high cue music, please. We don't roll it twice. <laughs> we just, just do it at it the needs, beginning. It needs to roll twice. No, it, and it also doesn't go the whole time we do the haikus. Right. I, I want it under I want it under this. I know. Post? I need you, something to heighten put, this. This is post, yes. <laughs> so sorry I haven't actually listened to your show. You know, only a real friend wouldn't listen to the friend show, you know? There's so, so many podcasts these days. All right, here we go. Stairway to heaven. Crashing of drums and cymbals. Please, God, help me now. Okay. <laughs> okay. That is also a seven- for the last two things stairway to heaven uh that people just know i'll tell them to stop um it's just not allowed you can't do that in our store uh you should know better right right everybody i mean that's it's the forbidden song we all know like that's that that was the reason for choosing it but you know Have you, but know. what if you heard someone like really nail it though like just come Ooh, in yeah, what and if absolutely it's beautiful. Like note for note it no. that guy would get a pass right no Definitely not. What if Jimmy Page? What if Jimmy Page in? came into your shop? <laughs> Question: Is he still alive? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Google. So, well, uh, unless COVID got Leon. Leon. Siri is. <laughs> yeah, Leon. Just my, you know, you just don't want to incorrectly, uh, you know, say someone's alive or not. Let's just, just say this: He's alive somewhere. I sure. also give that a seven. That was great because of the seven. crashing symbols and please God help me. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Yeah, that was good. All right, Nate, empty the barrels. Okay. <laughs> Peddler of choice goods. Do you guys have PV amps? <laughs> Riffs and chugs abound. <laughs> Do you guys have PV amps? PV okay. amps. Only because of the PV amps, because that really still happens for real. And I actually have two PV amps in my store right now. Um, that gets an eight. Oh, an yeah, eight. that's what I'm talking yeah. about, dude. Yeah, that gets an eight. 
because I feel like that's getting a little bit of Trump, the Trump thing where he gives like the last pitch of the day wins. Like, I feel like that's happening a little that's bit. That's not what dude, you guys know. I'm very strategic when it comes to my haikus. <laughs> yeah. Well, you usually go much harder on the last line. I feel like you kind of really went harder. Yeah. On the because line. I needed those, uh, like in a symbolic sense, I needed, uh, mm-hmm. I needed the room. Yeah. Give, me, give them the room guys. Yeah. Good. And the PBMs I have are like probably early nineties. They're just terrible, but you know, someone will buy them. So is, a lot of, is a lot of your gear used? Um, is, I thought you were going to say, is a lot of your gear terrible? <laughs> so actually, <laughs> um, when we, so, okay. Fast forward probably two and a half weeks before we actually took over in January, 2019, uh, planet was in in europe on tour i can't remember who is i can't remember but um we're on tour and my now co-owner longtime friend uh we both worked at guitar center together that's how we met um i'm actually grateful for working there because i learned kind of what not to do so uh it was just a really good experience and now being an owner of a music shop i'm like yeah take everything what not to do and like just kind of do it the way you want it to it mm-hmm. all to be anyways um so i was in europe uh drew my co-owner uh you know facetimes me and he's like hey have this really crazy opportunity you want to open a music shop and i was like dude i'm in berlin first of all uh second of all i'm gone half the year there's no way i can do that and here i am doing that so uh it really worked out i guess and uh um, oh i thought i'm in berlin was like a was like a saying that you say like you know i'm, <laughs> no, I'm, like, in, I'm, berlin, I'm in berlin berlin <laughs> <laughs> figuratively at all it was it was uh, it was real. I, I want to say it was almost literal, but we're not going to go there, you know. Well, when when we asked you to do the podcast, you did say, "I'm in Berlin, baby." I'm in Berlin. Yeah, I'm in <laughs> Berlin, baby. I, and and we were like, we all had to talk. Like, oh, I guess that means he's he's doing it. <laughs> it seemed odd to us. The Wi Fi kind of scary, but we're here. No, I'm in my basement at home. Um. But yeah, that's kind of how it started. And um, what's your what's your shop called? It is called Bakersfield Sound Company. Where, where I, is it? Uh, Bakersfield. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the joke. No, I know. But I'm uh, still going to answer it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it still yeah, deserves yeah, yeah. to yeah. be answered. It's still, you know, it's some people may not have caught it. Um, when we first opened, uh, so Bakersfield has a term, the Bakersfield Sound. And that's uh, stemmed from Buck Owens and Merle Haggard, um, kind of creating that bad boy rebel country sound. Um, halfway through our year, <clears throat> we realized the person that owned the right to the Bakersfield sound actually passed a year ago from that time. So somewhere in 2018. And so we bought the baker the rights to the bakersfield sound so i can either say we are bakersfield sound company or the bakersfield sound company which is kind of huge because we own a term that's very famous outside of bakersfield and it's kind of cool that's awesome dang that's super cool yeah did you learn a lot of that like through this process or did you already was that already in your 
No, I will space. be the first to tell you, I don't know what I'm doing at all, running a music shop. Um, we, we, we don't know what we're doing. We're just <laughs> trying to do it as best as we can. <clears throat> and my co-owner, he was uh, uh, STM at Guitar Center, which is sales team manager. I don't know. Um, and he he just knew a lot of the behind the scenes rather than, you know, just a salesperson and add accessories or drums or whatever. So he has a lot of a lot more of that business side, day-to-day stuff, which is good because he takes care of all that stuff, especially while I'm off tour. It would be hard to do payroll in a van, mm-hmm. uh, you know, every Friday while I'm like, oh, can I do pay you guys after sound check? Sorry. So <laughs> Uh, it's really cool that he is who he is and taking that side of it. And uh, I guess my position in this is just when I'm home, just give it my all. And uh, I actually found out owning a store, I'm a workaholic and I didn't know that. I just thought I liked working hard. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> turns out it's an actual problem. Yeah. And, I was getting that impression. Like, what do you mean? what you, how do you recognize that? being a workaholic um you you see it when when you're it's not that i'm so passionate about getting projects done or cleaning excessively or just moving walls around to make different departments like I didn't know I was a merch master like I I just am and it's it's awesome because Anytime I come home from tour, I just see it for what it is. And then I just do it. And I don't really ask for help because whatever help I'm going to get is going to do it wrong. And I'm going to have to do it again. <laughs> and so it, it's just like current, like it's this just cycle of I go in there and sometimes I'll go in there for four hours. If it's, you know, if my store manager and crew, like it's a light day, we have a lot of lessons and, you know, I need to go do whatever else. Uh, and I, I don't know. Um, it, it's kind of it, like you tackle projects. Like you go, Oh, these five things need to happen. I'm home from tour. Those are going to be the things I'm going to do. Yeah. Like, like, like it's, it's like, I, there's a ton of stuff that needs to happen before I go on tour. And I just try to really just do, 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 get it done. And then all of tour, I think about all the things that I either didn't get done or wanted to get done. So when I get back, it's like, there's no even like, um, siding with me. I just, blah, I just do it. And, uh, that being said, it's just, I don't realize that I just go, 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 go. And sometimes mm-hmm. I just need to go rest, play, go, go, go rest, play. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's especially in this quarantine after I was released, I've been at work every day. A lot of the times just by myself, um, just kind of manning the shop. So, you know, we offer curbside delivery or sorry, curbside pickup and delivery. Um, and that was a pretty huge thing for uh, a month or so. And then people started to come out of their house a little bit. And I started to say, you know, I'll let one person in at a time. And now uh, just this last Friday, I believe we're moving to phase two. So tomorrow is the first day we're actually open again. Dude, that's oh, wow. awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I, how how much has it affected you guys like on a 
bottom line end of things because I, I you just described kind of how how it affected you in your operations. Right. But has it stunted like sales and growth and all that stuff like as much as one would imagine? Yes. Um, luckily, so that's what I was going to kind of get into with taking over this music shop. Uh, the previous owner was like, hey, I'm just going to sell it and just like sell, sell everything in it and just move on to something else. And we were like, well, if you just leave it here, we'll slowly consign through it, give you some of the money. We'll take some of the money for selling it. And eventually your stuff will be out and the new stuff kind of comes in and just replenishes it. Um, that happened, but he had so many guitars. I walked into that room with almost 400 guitars, acoustic and electric. Um, wow. A lot of, that's a lot of wood you know? Yeah. And, um, I'm now probably down to less than 200 and a lot of that inventory is ours now. Like we bought it and put it in our store, but, uh, a lot of that inventory is still the previous owners. And what we've done is price them accordingly. So all the gear that was in there, you know, it was probably from 2008, 10, 12 even five three wow. whatever yeah they just never moved uh because this previous owner just i think just it was either too big for him or just stop care stop caring like i we just don't know but um i've had to push through a lot of his gear and you find with all that gear sitting there it's just a lot of it's kind of just not the best so you price it accordingly we had to go through and change everything about the store and it was a lot of work a lot of work but uh you asked about if we sell crap and sometimes yeah we do yeah. unfortunately <laughs> is um is is the word getting out that like hey there's new ownership over here it's turning around like or what was the what was the reputation before and now so the reputation before was pretty embarrassing. Um, not a lot of people in town liked going to this music shop. So that really sucked trying to gain the community's respect back. Mm -hmm. uh, but we eventually turned into a place you could go because we only have Guitar Center and another music shop downtown. And um, yeah, Guitar Center is definitely our big competitor uh, for obvious reasons, but um, one of our star employees, Mr. Gary Rink, uh, he's our store manager. He's kind of been legendary in Bakersfield in the musician groups for, um, you know, 15 years plus. He's an insane bass player. Like this dude can just do it in his sleep, like do circles around me. It's just, he's just really good. And his theory is amazing. Well, when he came to our store, that brought all of his clientele as well. So that really, really helped us impact kind of a more, um, hey, we're real. Sorry, the last owner kind of messed things up for you. But we, we want to do it right. And we want to give Bakersfield a real music shop because we just, uh, to me, uh, being a, a customer of music shops, I just felt like we just didn't have what a lot of people are looking for. And our shop, we're just trying to help you. And it's crazy. Like I know business one-on-one yeah, yeah. customer walks in, they obviously have money. They went into your store for a purpose. 
get their money. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what we were taught at Guitar Center. And I just think it's very corporate minded and just not about the customer serving. So it, it was almost like, hey, I realize you want this $3,000 thing and I'll order it for you. But your five-year-old son doesn't need a DW collector's kit. Like, I just, it would almost hurt to do that. But if you want to, let's hit it. But I'm just saying I can get you everything, everything you want, even the, you know, Zildjian, whatever customs, like, for a fraction of that price. And, yeah, maybe I'm stupid for doing stuff like that, but that customer's coming back to shop Mm -hmm, with me you know, because I took care. So that's the play. You want to make customers, not sales. Yeah, definitely. Because a sale just lasts for that, the the moment of getting that sale. Owning a shop like this is such a slow burn and it's not about the rise of success. I think just like a band, uh, it just comes with time and a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrificing your own stuff. When we first got there, you know, um, I didn't even know I had a back warehouse door. There was just so much crap in the warehouse, just mm-hmm. piled high above your eyes. So the, the vibe came, I think, with our own personalities. And what's really cool is I was like, I'm going to paint this thing black. And a lot of people say, don't do that. Your retail space will look smaller. No, it looks bigger now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all terribly painted white chipping off it's all like pallet board and stuff sorry not pallet board um oh slap slap board slap board where you can little pop in the little hangers Um, yeah so so re just repainting that gave it a vibe and um just really putting a lot of hard work uh rearranging the store just people walking in man this place looks different when was the last time you've been here i don't know like 2015 yeah it's because it is different it's it's not the same store and then i think um i think it helps that we are younger um musicians i think it helps that i'm a touring musician Mm -hmm. um i think people see the long hair and the tattoos and they almost feel comfortable in a music store (laughs) like i know in the grocery store it's like the opposite but in a music store it's almost like that guy knows what he's talking about well they look at you and they go they go that guy looks cool and that's the end game here yeah i mean maybe i i if that's for that person that's rad uh it's just i think we carry um a willingness for people to want to shop with us. And I think that's a kind of a vibe of its own. It's, it's got, it's very rock and roll. Like we're a rock and roll shop. We're not a bluegrass shop. Uh, we're not a country shop though. I guess Bakersfield, we should be. Um, yeah. So we're, we're already expanding. Um, and it's, it's really cool. And I want to print our own t-shirts and stuff in shop. And I want to actually, no one in Bakersfield knows this, but I want to, after be able to print our shirts, offer that service for local bands. Cause mm-hmm. dude, like imagine being 18 years old, you know, going to your favorite local music shop and the owner goes, Hey, we can also print your merch. Like, can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Like 
that's that sick. And you're also it. one step away from having a half pipe, uh, like yeah, dude. <laughs> you should do it, dude. You can also buy a skateboard in the warehouse, us. dude. You just cleared out and so much cigarettes. room in your warehouse, dude. Um, that's a great. You're gonna own the, and then dispensary on the left, and you're just putting everything together, Dang, dude. <laughs> uh, well, there is a tattoo shop to the left of us, so you know. Hit the hit the half pipe and then go get blasted. Whatever, dude. You guys need to partner <laughs> up. Any anybody with a tattoo from next door gets ten percent off at your place. Anybody That's who buys with some of your gear gets ten percent off at the tattoo shop. Yeah, just make it fifty percent off, man. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to take a quick break to invite you to check out the Epicenter. The Epicenter is our Patreon based online community. If you're enjoying this podcast, you should check it out because there's a ton more content just like this. There are three different tiers with tons of perks, like exclusive music, video content, merch, and there's more being added each month. And it's all built around a Discord server where we hang out and keep each other encouraged and inspired. Additionally, there are bonus episodes of Between the Notes each month available only to Patreon members. Right now, the patrons have access to another episode we did with our friend, my brother, and drummer of my epic, Jesse Stone. It's the fourth episode in a track-by-track breakdown of our 2010 album, Yet. This episode covers the third track, Lashes. Here's a bit of that conversation. This song is Me in Process, which is why I think it may be one of the most personal songs and the ones people move to the most, because it didn't try to be a... Pre- I didn't try to be a preacher at the end, right. except that I think whatever is of value in a good sermon is honesty. Right. And so... I think... I think- do you remember when you heard it the first time? What you thought? Jess? Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it it broke me for my brother, but also it 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 you know rang a chord in me of all the brokenness and shame I felt for, you know, not adding up to the things I knew were what I was supposed to be, how I was created to be. Um, just wrestling with with what that looked like, and I think the beauty for me was it. it there was no finality. There was no. I've got to figure it out. Here it is. At the end, you say, "Send grace." Basically. Send grace. Like I don't know how to figure this out. So it more it, it more owns the fact that I'm broken. I'm trying to figure this out, and it it encourages a dialogue that you're literally saying you had with, you know, countless people at shows. And now that dialogue led to an understanding that, you know, I I feel shame, but that's even more of a, of a of a, a direction and a push towards Jesus and towards the redemption that's already there. And then you sing the song different, and to me, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a the song kind of became a, a a catalyst for what we're always writing about, which is you know our faith journey and our life and figuring it out. I, I remember there being a fear in my head of like, is it too personal? Like I've usually been more general, mm-hmm. and then being like and realizing from this specific song, oh, the if I the more personal I am and do it in a in a, in the right way with a high like. A level of thought in, um, yeah. The more personal I am at a, at in a, at a high level of writing, the more universal it is to people. Oh, um, the more the so, more connectivity. Yeah, there people is. connect like right. uh, for sure. Because people would literally, I literally was pulled over at times by people I'd never met before, and these they'd be these like kind of they'd be like kind of paranoid. They'd be like, "Did my youth pastor tell you about me? Did you write this song about me?" And I would say, "No." I mean, obviously they'd never heard like me do an interview. It's like, no, this song's about me. I wrote this song about me. And then they, but like, oh my gosh, like I literally wrote it about me. That just shows how universal the human experience hey, is. There's, it's one thing to teach, but it's another thing to share and invite people into your story and invite them into that 
sacred space saying like, hey, I'm going to be super vulnerable. I'm not just sharing like my music, what I've written, something that can be is super vulnerable for a musician. Like, I don't know if you're going to like this. This is meaningful to me. I've spent a lot of time crafting it. I'm going to put it out there. But I'm also like, I'm going to not just write cool words that kind of sound C.S. Lewis influenced that I thought about that are, you know, wordsmith, because you're good at that. This was more like, I'm going to bear my soul. I'm going to yeah. speak truth and invite people in to to my sacred space. Was that difficult? Yeah, I mean, it was difficult because... If you want to hear the rest of that conversation and get a ton more awesome content just like it, maybe take a minute and go check out The Epicenter over at patreon.com slash The Epicenter. Now back to Thomas. I just, I think the vibe comes with the people working there and um, we're all musicians. We don't hire anybody that can't play an instrument. And Mm. most of our, actually all of our employees other than Drew and myself do lessons. So they are all half teachers half you know on the floor helping out customers and stuff so we offer lessons and we uh, rent band and orchestra and uh service repairs you know guitars amps stuff like that we're a full full on music shop how many employees i have six maybe seven one <laughs> Man, that that one is feeling really left yeah, out right yeah, about now. Yeah. <laughs> the last person you yelling hired. at it is. <laughs> I think I still don't know six or seven. One of those. Yeah, that's rad. Man. Every week that's you just so make cool. sure you do six or seven that's so paychecks. Cool. Yeah. yeah, no. Like I said, I don't do payroll, so I don't know. Guys, there's there six paychecks here. If that doesn't work out, argue amongst yourselves. <laughs> What are the biggest things you've learned since like taking on this like whole new thing? Wow. That's or about yourself. Like that's a loaded just a, little, just a little soft question for you there. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, it taught me that I'm kind of a workaholic and I need to chill. Um, you, you keep saying you're a workaholic. Is that like you just recognizing, or are you really saying like, Oh, that was a problem. And I realized it. And like, did your wife call you out or like, was there I, a moment I, of like, Oh, this is unhealthy. Yeah. So I, I think I, I called it out because there, there's been a couple of times. So when I come home from tour, you know, uh, you guys all know, it's almost like I get to do all the things I haven't done in a week or two weeks, or like, I haven't been able to go on my porch and drink coffee. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Well, now it's, I get home, dude, we flew back from Australia I was majorly jet lagged. We got home and my wife was on tour with us through Japan and Australia. So she was ready to relax. Dude, I parked, unloaded this stuff and said, I got to go to work. Just naturally, like I just, I have to be there or else I'm going to start going crazy because what if the shelves aren't stocked like I want them? What if, maybe it's an OCD thing. Like maybe... I don't, I don't know. I, I just realized when I work, it's usually I go hard and that's okay. I think that's a great personality in someone, but I don't know when to shut it off. And I think that's where the workaholic comes in because though I should, it's almost like I have this guilt. If I'm not at the shop doing this all day long until we open and close every day, I'm doing it wrong. Like I'm the owner, 
people need to be there getting helped by the owners and the store manager. Like if we're not there, it fails. So it's almost like that was over me. And I was like, okay, so do that in return. Yeah. I guess realizing my wife's like, maybe take a day off. And I'm like, I take 30 days off. What are you talking? But <laughs> not, not with I her. Realize, right? Yeah. Well, I don't realize I'm also those not resting. Days, You're not resting. I'm working. I'm on tour. Like, I so now I don't know how to balance. I can relate to that, rest. man. When I used to work at, at the church, it was we didn't tour nearly as much, but like we would use. And I know Jeremiah, you too used vacation time to tour, and right. and you like we would look forward to touring so much. It's so fun, but it does you do come home tired, and then I'd have to go right back into it. It just wears you down, and then you're not mm-hmm. your best self for anyone. Right. I I think I've learned to balance it. Um, I know all three of you know, but I have these rods in my spine and I was going to ask, how does that play into all this stuff you've been doing? It hurts. (laughs) It it's, I am sore all the time and working a retail job you, you stand up, you know, um, there will be some days where I'll work for three or four hours and I just have to go to the office and just sit down for 30 minutes because I can't stand for eight hours anymore and be like okay and even at starbucks or guitar center i i remember my back hurting then and now it's i have these rods holding my whole spine together it's weird you would think it would like chill me out and slow me down a little bit it almost like gives me this aggro like you have to do it (laughs) don't be a vegetable like don't be that guy that just has an excuse not to work. Like I love work. My dad taught me how to be a hard worker and I value work and it's biblical. Like we're supposed to work. It's, it's a good, good, good blessing. And I just think it's sometimes I just don't know how to shut it off. That's all. I was thinking about this yesterday. Like I think my favorite thing in the world is is stopping to chill after I've just worked super hard, like finishing working really hard and then be like, Hey, now I'm going to eat dinner and sit, or I'm going to take this the next day after I just worked like two weeks. Like that's my favorite feeling in the world. It's awesome. It's, it's something I hadn't had for many years. uh, Cause planet was my only job for, for, you know, six and a half years touring was my job and I would find little odd jobs off a tour. I worked at a bike shop that eventually went down, you know, but now I'm doing two careers at once and it's, it's a lot. It's a little much, mm-hmm. but it's, it's like worth it. And, and I, I, I tell myself that it's actually worth it. It'll be so fruitful when things just run like they were lit- like smoothly you know if it let me ask you this man because i think about this a lot because i i own a small business too but we don't have any i don't have any employees or the overhead or four hundred dollars what do you do you knit yeah i'm a a full-time knitter (laughs) Uh, do you knit do you even knit bro bro uh no i own a small video production company okay Um, i actually think i knew that all right um and i will sometimes feel like oh 
I need to like I still get up like early and you know read and stuff in the morning and then it's like okay it's 8 30 I need to get to work now and I'm gonna work till 6 30 but sometimes it's like well I've I've done everything for the jobs that are coming up I'm ready to go and I've closed out the, the jobs that are done and so I could easily just go okay well I'm just there's nothing for me to do for ultraviolet media today you know like I, I can write songs or I can maybe just you know work on the house and I'm just starting to get be able to do that like right there's still something so in my head that's like oh I have to find a way to put in eight hours if it's a Monday through a Friday or else it won't succeed it's almost um, it's weird it's almost yeah it cool. is like you're the owner you should be you know head first into this thing at all times or it doesn't even even when like COVID hit and there was like no jobs to get I was like I need to be finding a way to put in like 40 hours a week when it was like that's not the that's not the way to invest energy right now and then when I'm as I started I feel like I'm just starting to get it like all these jobs have come through and it's like oh like yeah it's just a uh, Nate I feel like you're not like you and Jeremiah are both not like that like, is that fair to say? I think we're not. I'm wired differently than I think both Jeremiah and you are. I mean, maybe how, closer how does it to work Jeremiah? in your brain? Um, I, I have a hard time. Um, well, I just have a hard time focusing in general. Like, I just have ADHD. You know, just in general, I always have. But the thing that the thing that for me has always worked in my favor as like a creative person is that if it's something I want to do, I can become hyper-focused on it. So like we've talked about on the podcast before, I'm terrible at things I don't want to do. I'm not uh, good at doing stuff. I just don't have any interest in doing. So I just mostly just don't do anything I don't want to do. Um, <laughs> but which sounds like really more extreme than it, than it, than it is. But you know, I it's like the things that I have to do, I find a way to want to do them. Like there's a motivation behind doing the things. Yeah, because there's things all the time that you have to do that you just don't want to do, like pump gas. Like that sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, do your taxes or whatever. Sure. Like I don't want to do it, but there's a there's a good motivation to doing it. You know, you know, it might be, be but I move on to this next thing I need to do or whatever. But for me, it's really on and off. So when I take time off, I'm off. I'm done. Like, right. I'm not doing any. I might play video games all day for a week and literally do nothing else. I, I want to figure out how to do that. How do yeah, you do that? that? I'll go crazy. I, that I That's where my focus is. My focus no. is I'm doing that thing. But, like, uh, yeah, it's just, like, I mean, a lot, like, uh, uh, saying that, it's, it's, like, I'm not playing, like, you know, like Call of Duty online with my friends, I'll I'll probably be playing something that's like engaging. You know, like uh, Call of Duty online with your friends. No, no, no. I mean, I'm more like I guess for for context, like if I, all the video games I play are usually like uh really like expansive. Like I might play like Red Dead Redemption Two or something like that. And I did. I played that game for I think for like. 14 days straight and I played the whole game and it's like 120 hours and then I was done and then I worked on a project and I did that and I worked on the you know a mix for 16 hours a day for 28 days and then that was what I so that's just like how so I have a my own sense of like workaholic thing and but I'm that's learning good. to that's yeah you're you're able to balance like 
if you're stoked about a band, they're going to get their best record, you know, because you want to put that time and effort into not only getting those tones and like putting them, you know, on, well, I would say paper, but it's, you know, uh, the, the computer paper. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> um, it, you know, like they're, they're actually going to get someone that's invested into their, what, what they're so passionate, passionate about. And if you weren't, that would really suck. You know yeah. what I mean? It makes me good at my job because if I have a band in the studio for three weeks, I don't, that's not a problem for me. Um, I, I have to learn. Doing. Yeah, that's literally all I'll do. And fortunately for me right now, for my family situation, it works because, you know, it's just, I've always been like that. So there's no expectation that I won't. Well, you be also that like way. married really well because, and, and this is like knowing how healthy you and Ashley's relationship. Like you guys are like absolutely clearly in love with each other, best friends, but yeah. you'll go on tour and like you won't talk for three weeks and you're like excited well, not ex- about getting I mean, <laughs> that's well, not uh, exactly I mean, compared true, to the- but yeah. That's actually true. Like I've asked you before, like I, <laughs> I talked to my wife. Like, actually, multiple, Nate, you're wrong. Today. That is true. <laughs> it's true-ish. <laughs> I talked to her in three days. I'm like, dude, she would, no. I no just, yeah, like, it's like every couple days we might talk. I mean, that's. No, it's like every five days, maybe. That's so dope. Like that. That's <laughs> know, actually because cool it works for you. Yeah, I mean, if, if it was like a problem, then it would be a problem. But it's that's we're just we like that, and then I've I'm sure I've said this to all you guys, but that type of communication is mostly meaningless between us. Like, uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean a lot. So to do it is sometimes it's nice. Sometimes it's just we need to do it because it's like just that. Oh, like I just wanted to talk to you. Or whatever, but mostly like she really don't doesn't like talking on the phone. I actually really like talking on the phone, but uh, I don't. Yeah, I just don't. It doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't mm-hmm. register for me. Like it's just not. We get to. Yeah. We I'll get home and we hang out and it's great. I, it's the best thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, go, going back to uh, your your personality and how you like if you if you don't care about something and you know, like your work will suffer or you just won't do it. Mm -hmm. That's being just because you do what you do. People come in, they record records. Um, It would be so much better if you cared about that because you wanted to versus not, not caring, but caring, but not being passionate about it. It's like two different things. Cause like, If you care, but you're not passionate about it, you're probably going to give that band a subpar record and like not have a career for long because your records kind of suck because you you care, but you're just not passionate about it. So therefore, you didn't put the hours in to make it good or uh, be able Mm -hmm. to give input on certain things. So it's really good that you figured out that you have your niche and you know when you're productive and when you rest, you rest hard and... I have a lot to learn about that for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, it's dude, it's Jeremy. resting is so tricky and like I think everybody does it, you know, differently and and I'm not trying to promote my way because <laughs> because the if it works. Well, if it works, it, it works for you. That's it, fine. It does work for me, but the flip side is you can overextend it and then you'll know. Like and then all of a sudden be like, "Why am I depressed?" And I was like, "Oh, cuz I'm not doing anything." <laughs> You know, like it's always, well, it's, it's, it's about, just, uh, you know, it always happens. It seems like it's about rhythm. It's as long as like everybody's internal rhythm might be different, but as long as you find it, 
as Jeremiah, you're like, you don't seem to have that. Like, what's your relationship to your schedule and to your work, like in your brain? Um, I don't work very hard at it. And that's either like laziness or disorganization, or it's just kind of a faith and trust in the system that like, Hey, this work comes in, right. It just kind of naturally comes in at the pace I've gotten in places where like, Oh, works, works not here. And now I've got to like figure something out. Um, but for the most part, it's just like, Hey, there's nothing going on the next two days. Those are just, those are off days, you know? And then I have kind of the way I work is I'm like, you know, I don't work on Saturdays and Sundays, but you know, maybe a Tuesday and a Wednesday, I'm also off because the work's not there. And ultimately I'm not kind of pushing myself where I have to work five days a week to make enough money to live. Um, if I did, then I'd force myself to do that. And I, I wouldn't be doing the kind of work that I'm doing. I'd go get a job where I could rely on a paycheck. Um, but we just kind of set up our life to where like that flexibility is okay and it works. Um, and I love that. That's when awesome. It's, when it's not there, um, like I just don't feel bad about either working on my house or going and spending the first half of the day with my wife at a coffee shop or something. That's um, the kind of Southern living I'm looking for. You feel me? <laughs> Dude, move on <laughs> down you know, to the like, South. First of all, like, Okay, so I don't have six employees counting on me. That's huge, right? Um, I don't have a lot of overhead that has to be taken care of. Like, I have bills, right? And I have some bills that are work-related, like my shop space. So sure. there are things that have to be taken care of. Um, but, but I don't have, you know, people responsible for me. But I also recognize that, like, I have a little bit of that thing that you're talking about, like, I need to do that because I'll do that better than anybody else. Sure. Right. I think a lot of us have that. And, but, but ultimately like delegate, but ultimately like if you're in a business, like that might be your role, right. In a band, we're all in bands and we have to fulfill our part in the band. In the same band. Hold on. (laughs) Wait, what happened? Are you trying to join our band? Cause I'm kind of into it. If um, you, I'm not Alex, but I will definitely fill in drums anytime, please. But right, but we can also some record. some people like I don't think I struggle with this as much, but I know it's real. Some people have and maybe like an it's a value issue, right? If they're not working, they're not valuable. Sure. And there's something there that's like that crosses into unhealthy to me. Yeah. Um, like work, that's what I'm trying work, to battle. By the I, way, work is my you know, wor- work can't I like we I can't let work own me. Work is my tool to accomplish the bare minimum that I need to like live my life. That's, right. That's amazing. But I, but I haven't committed to running a store with six employees. So like, that's just the way that my Dude, kind that, of life is structured. You know, that's an accident. That was not planned. That is totally <laughs> a gift from God. Like yeah. it just was not what I was going for at all. And I think you're right. It is unhealthy in that workaholic is not a positive term. That is right. not right. a great yeah. thing to uh, say you are. And um, it does become a little unhealthy because I don't, 
I, I think it does come in value. I think it's not just, I have six employees. I also have, a, you know, two owners that I have to, even if one's silent, it doesn't matter. It, I have another owner and I don't want to let him down and I don't want him to let me down. And it does become unhealthy uh, when you set expectations for people that you just almost wish they would hit rather than you set ex realistic expectations that you just know they're going to hit. And that's okay. Like that's those, that's why they need to be in those places because they hit those expectations. So I, I do yeah. think, I do think there is a crisis in value with me in that because when I'm not at work, like I feel like if I'm not at work, like, is it going <laughs> to catch on fire like dude i went back to the store i almost drove all the way home and i freaked out because i was like did i lock the store like we're gonna get broken into we are gonna get broken into and it's my fault and i drove all the way home and just sorry all the way back to the shop yanked on the door and went i knew it was locked i knew i locked it i remember <laughs> but you just have this sense of like this is yours dude yeah you maybe you not necessarily you get one shot at this, but like, just, just, just value that and make it succeed. But in return, I think you uh, put a lot on yourself and you really just, uh, yeah, I would say. But there is that, there is that balance though, right. Of like, of I like Jeremiah that on the one side is like, yeah, I'm, I'm working to support the life I want to live and, and being able to live like my life is not, work is not my life at the same time. And, and I think what Nate said about like, cause it can lead to depression. If I'm just chilling too much, you right. were saying I haven't experienced that. That would be actually a, a corrective goal for me to achieve that. Once I would know that I was maybe moving towards balance, but cause I think that an important element in all this is doing work, doing work that's worth doing, right? Like accomplishing like something with our days, like, and, and that can be different for all of us. Like the job that I feel like is valuable. That's not to like say, we're all, we're all just trying to like run, you know, nonprofits or whatever, like uh, any job that's done well, you know, to a certain degree can like be valuable. But I think it is an element like of going, Oh yeah, I want to like, when you build something, Jeremiah, that, that you feel good about, like that's, that is a value add to your life. Right. It, the, your work sure. is not just something that's in the way of value. Like all, the, sure. you're not just getting the value of the, of the ability to pay for the life you want. You actually have a value on the job itself as well. Right. Yeah. Most of the time. I mean, obviously, like all of us, there's days where it's like, oh, this is not the work I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, editing drums, not, that's not fun, Nate. <laughs> but if they really slam, uh, when you're done, Dude, it's so worth it. And that's, that's <laughs> the beauty of it. Yeah. It's like, this sucks now, but eventually it's going to be so BA that I'm just like, oh, that was so worth it. Sorry, Jeremiah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't have anything to add to there's that. There's little, like, I would say there's little, uh, first off, I would say all of us have gravitated in life towards jobs that, um, I don't want, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to put down anybody's like career choice. Right. Mm -hmm. And cause, cause, uh, a lot of people think what I do is stupid cause I don't make like any money, but, right. uh, but I will say that, that I made the decision based on 
not on on what Jeremiah has been saying where I I want to live my life like I don't want my I don't want my job to to like steer my life and be in the driver's seat and also I want to look back on work that I've done not yeah, everything yeah. that I've done but like a lot of things I've done I can look back on and say man I'm so proud of that and all like and that paid my bills and that's where my my time and energy went and I can it exists for in its art and it's forever. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know a lot of friends who don't get to say that, but they make a lot of money. <laughs> but they can right. look back at their year and they go, Well, I don't know, man. I just punched the clock and I did right. my job. And I like I said, some people that 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 is a means to them doing the things they want to do. Like their mm-hmm. lifestyle demands that they have like a higher paying salary and all these other things. Right. Um, but for me, the huge reward that comes comes from like a record comes out and people love it and the band loves it. And that's that doesn't go away. Like that doesn't just dissipate. And, you know, so if I did that 10 years ago or four years ago or or two years from now, then I get to feel good about that kind of ad nauseum, you know, and right. that's what I like about it. Yeah, here's the question, Thomas, that I had earlier, and, and it's cool that we've come back around because I forgot it. For me, there's there's like two measurements that come in mind all the time about like the things that I'm spending my time on. And the one is like, is it enjoyable now? Like, is it is it something I will be thankful that I did? And then the second one, which is the more the one you're talking about, is like, oh, is this is this productive for the future? Like, is this building is this building things that are that I want to come? Am I headed in the right direction? You know. And, and that's something you think about with every record you make, right? Because part of it is like when the record's done and nobody's heard it yet and you're stoked as a band, you're like, we love it. We, we did everything we wanted to do that we could do. We, we, we swung as hard as we could and we, we hope it's a homer. And then there's the second thing, which is like, do people like it and get it? And I imagine, because I know bands who have had that go bad enough that it sours the first one a little bit. Like the experience, like you've heard, like, wow, that was a dream to make. We loved it. And then it came out, people hated it, and it like it like changes things. So my question was just going to be, say you work at the music store for five more years, and it's a source of income and joy, and then it doesn't pan out. Like, is that a waste to you? Because it sounded like at first maybe it would be. Like, it only mat. Does it only matter to you if it becomes like a legacy thing that like can provide in the future? Yeah, no, dude, that's a great question. That's awesome, and the answer is no. Um, I feel like it was really exciting enough for me to almost just convince my wife because <laughs> uh, you know yeah it that's just a lot to do in two weeks so i i do enjoy what i'm doing every day there is a small small like um i work a retail job again vibe <laughs> yeah yeah oh no, yeah i know um, i'm that fears in the back of all of our minds, buddy. Yeah, like I'm back here slinging gear, just trying to get by vibe. Like here we are again. I thought I got out of this to live in a van and not make money. <laughs> like <laughs> we seem like we're in a circle at this point. Um, I, I, maybe. Maybe in the back of my mind, it's not necessarily that I wouldn't care about it or that it was a waste of time. It would be more like that was supposed to happen and maybe I'm not supposed to be where I thought I was. Um, but I I honestly don't 
see that happening for a lot of reasons. Like I really love what I do and I really love watching people kind of get what they need versus what they want or whatever. Like they, they actually got taken care of. And there's a sense of like community in that, that I just really enjoy. And it's so much better. This is so much better than having to go, Oh, my band broke up. Like, gotta go just go like find a job until something cool happens like the something cool already happened and now i'm just kind of Mm. like really taking advantage of it because it's it's just not a lot of people first of all i can say they're in a touring band no no like this it's just Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm a part of a low percentage that actually sacrificed enough and like just played the part until you got the part and now you own the part like, I feel like it's, it's like an honor to do what I do, you know, to do what we do. Like, yeah, it is. For sure. People pay money to go watch you freaking cry on stage. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, like to, just to watch you give it your all and they, they really appreciate it. And you're just like, why? Like, I know why I love this. Like this song slaps for sure. <laughs> but the fact that you came to watch the song slap and like give it your all as well is just I think that's so cool and I think it's just as cool when it happens in the shop they they came in no expectations or high expectations and just got them flipped and uh meaning they had high expectations and it went even higher because they got fully serviced rather than just high expectation this place sucks over like um I don't know. There's, there's a lot of like honor being able to uh, give people not only the time and knowledge, but like the resources when they want to give you that, like, I don't know that I'm a Neanderthal. I don't know how to talk. <laughs> I, I think you answered it pretty, pretty yeah, well. Man, I think that makes sense. Yeah. And man, we like, I think that's probably a good place to start, start wrapping it up. Um, we do have a couple more questions for you, but before that, where can people find out about the store? Where should people go? Do you have a reverb store or do you sell stuff online or where are those gear reviews? All that's good stuff. Yeah. So first and foremost, uh, my store is called Bakersfield Sound Company or Bakersfield Sound Co. Or you can even Google the Bakersfield Sound Company. Uh, we do have an online page that, that pretty much lists our service, you know, ours, what we do, um, the full, you know, example of what we do. But to have an online store is to be, you, you got a lot of, you, I don't know, it's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a reverb store that we are constantly updating and uh, that's bakersfieldsoundco.com slash, or sorry, reverb.com slash Bakersfield Sound Co. And um, you can look us up on Instagram, uh, Bakersfield Sound Co., Facebook, all that good stuff. Just if you live out of state or out of town at all, um, we would be honored to ship stuff to you. I have shipped stuff to, uh, it's cool, like a bunch of people that, that, that are like fans of Silent Planet that just saw that this happened and they went okay yeah i'll buy stuff from you and (laughs) i just ship it to them and it's it's that that's so cool to me that 
that's that's a thing we live in today where you meet someone at a show and now they are like well i'd like to support your other thing you do and you just yeah. okay thank thank you that's like sick. that's money dude that's that's a thing that people really hold tightly to um and for someone to just give it freely just because someone else uh is ownership of it is kind of dope yeah what about the the gear reviews where can people see those so bakersfield sound co we do have a youtube page um we only have two videos right now because we started this two weeks ago trying to do a new video every week um we are shooting uh my my co-owner actually it was kind of our idea and then he was like you know what i'm just gonna do it and (laughs) started doing it so like got a camera you know the the vlog setup with a v vlog setup yeah (laughs) the lights and the you know whatever um so he's just finishing up his third video right now and yeah youtube um cool that that's about it we don't have a twitter do you want people following you my my, me my body yeah yeah as a a person definitely not (laughs) well we do this with uh, all of our guests we we have a little segment called thanks no thanks in this segment we just say one thing we are either thankful or not thankful for from the last week or so not both either thankful or not thankful i got one uh I got my, um, somehow when we moved here, like my shed got full of stuff and I got it cleared out over the winter, which means I got access back to my bike. And, uh, I've got like an old triathlon bike. I stripped down to one, one speed, one brake, super light. And I've just been riding almost every other day, just all the way. And not like the booty loop type thing where like I'm in spandex, although that's cool too. Just like riding downtown and, and just cruising like for two or three hours um instead of running and i have just been enjoying it so much so thanks to bikes dude bikes bikes. roll and it's called lycra for all you freaking nerds all you booty loop boys i was a cyclist whatever you do don't imagine aaron in spandex shorts that's the that's the main i have worn spandex that's for another day but (laughs) i I always used no spandex for me jeans baby there you go that's my man right there (laughs) well i'll go i'm i'm gonna give a big thanks as well so i'm currently at my in-laws uh just visiting them since we go a few months at a time without seeing them most of the time and celebrating my son's birthday and for part of this trip my brother-in-law took my wife and i down to the pamlico sound Oh, yeah. um, which is just a beautiful part of the state of North Carolina and really a beautiful part of the country and just drove us around on his boat and we went fishing and walked around on little like islands, I guess, and collected nature items and just had a good day. So thanks to my brother-in-law for a sick day. Dude, you were living that Outer Banks life, dude. That's right. Yeah. Nate, what you got? I was trying to think of a no thanks to keep us balanced. I don't want to be... <laughs> perceived as too thankful like as too cheery yeah uh, i can't really think of one <laughs> it's been pretty it's been pretty good lately <laughs> uh, so what's your thanks then i'm gonna sh- i'm gonna shoot a thanks over to the reality tv show survivor <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't expecting that one i don't really like reality tv but we've been watching it and i like it it's good. Right like on. like the new season or like you've just been randomly binging a well, season from like 2004 season 15 
<laughs> which is like from like 2005 or something. I was going to say really? they're up to like some ungodly number now. Yeah, it's, it's like it's so old. It's just like on streaming and uh I don't know. Like m- most reality TV stuff I'm not like crazy about. Um if it's like American TV, I'm not uh, like I like other countries reality Zimbabwe TV. reality TV <laughs> Brit- British reality TV I can when he can I, get I, I can, I can <sighs> do more so um but uh yeah man Survivor is fun to watch I'm I'm really thankful that in all this hectic crazy time with the internet being as crazy as it is and COVID actually being real I had it and I'm fine now but it is a real thing it's very you know it's serious but also chill internet please chill i'm what what do you what, what is this thing called the mad or sad what is this thanks or thanks, no thanks, thanks or no okay so no thanks to the internet <laughs> right mad now or sad. you're just pissing me off um but i am super super thankful for um just being able to just really just grow with my wife in this time. Cause since the business has been happening for a year and a half, uh, not saying that's been like on the shelf or anything, but I, I just feel like this uncertain kind of time has just really led us to a lot of like just one-on-one bonding, cooking together a lot, watching loss together. Like that's our thing right now. Uh, actually doing house projects because you know I had the time I just finished one today it was awesome Um, and yeah kind of learning how to slow down a little bit because in in that first like three weeks I legit had to I had no choice like they were like don't go outside and I was like okay and then I was losing my mind because Right. I'm a workaholic, right? I need to be doing things mm-hmm. or else my value is lessened. Um, thank you, Jeremiah, for helping me realize that that is, <laughs> I'm being like that serious, like that. I didn't real, I didn't fully get that until you said it. And I was like, dude, that's what it is. I'm like worried that if I don't do this psycho level that I'm not doing it at all. And that's, that's just not healthy. Mm. Those are beautiful sentiments, but uh, you only get one thanks or no thanks. So because you know, thanks the internet, the other, everything you just said, we have we're, to throw into the trash. Out. Yeah. Yeah. We edit that out, but it was we were really pretty nice clear up front, Thomas. Like it was really would, beautiful stuff. That you I said. Push it's, just a, it's just unfortunate that nobody's going to hear it. Yeah. You, I, I would, we made it really clear though. Just, just no positive, no positivity. Right. Just do mad or sad. Like yeah. that's it. We're changing it sad. to mad. Mad or sad. sad. Thomas. Uh, no, but it's just we each say if we're mad or sad, and that's it. I love like, that. I love segment. that. It's only mad or sad. Nate, are you um, mad or sad? Um, more mad than sad. All right, there we go. That's been a good. This has All been mad right. or sad. Yeah. See? This week sponsored by the Bakersfield Music Sound Co. <laughs> Bro. Bakersfield Dang, Sound dude. Company. He's I got it. Bakersfield Sound. If I say I it thought, wrong, you I get to say it right again. That's the trick. Well, Thomas, a big thank you to you for joining us. Thank you for being a cool dude and a great tour hang. And I really miss a that rad part. business owner, man. We need more of those around. So thank you. Um, I'm really trying. I have no idea what I'm doing at all. <laughs> 
And hopefully one of these days we'll we'll be allowed to play shows again and we can play some more shows together because it's always fun being out with you boys. Gross. Just don't even call Alex next time because he's getting this crazy job with some American Idol dude or whatever. So he's gone from Silent Planet forever. You got to start that rumor There's on this the podcast? Scoop. Oh, dude, for sure. Like, I've always said, which band is Alex going to leave our band because he's like one of the best drummers ever? Like yeah. Celine Dion or like, well, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Like Jay-Z, you know? Oh, like, yeah, he could do any of those gigs. Yeah, he would kill it. Dude, he can do, like, the robo drum and bass. Like, all that. Anyways, I, I can't do that. <laughs> but you can do it with your mouth, and that means a lot, Tom. Yeah, I obviously good. couldn't because I didn't finish the beat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do that. All right. Thank well, you, guys. we love you, man. Hey, brother. See you soon. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Later. All right. Bye. Bye. Between the notes of the ever since we were no judge.